Moore here. And I'm Mike DeLunan. And it's Mike and Mike today. <laughs> and we're going to bring you billion-dollar life-changing ideas. And I'm not just saying that. Yeah. These are really, you know, we've sifted through all the bad ideas. And today we're here to give you <laughs> the best of the best of the best ideas. Isn't That's that right. right, Mike? It's absolutely <laughs> right. So, man, we go through like thousands and thousands of hours of content, man, books, audio, podcast. Mike was just telling me he heard a podcast this morning. I was listening to a podcast for two hours uh, a round trip to Houston, and I was watching, man, something really awesome. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, Think and Grow Rich, the movie. I was like listening to that just on my phone as I was jogging. They have a movie. And it's, it's not like characters, man. It's like they're giving, it's just like nuggets of wisdom every step of the way. They're dropping like this, this, this wisdom on you. So, man, this podcast to me, the, the listeners have it made because Michael and I basically, we, we look through years and years of research and data through books and different podcasts, and we bring you absolutely the best life-changing ideas that you can find, man. So, yeah. I mean, I even listen to this again, and I get more and more information every time I listen. And speaking of listening, uh, there were two people that came up to me after church Sunday and said that they're huge fans of this, and they've used some of the ideas already, and they can already see a change. Let me interject. We got three people from church. Okay. Because I had uh, (laughs) Melody Henson came up. So shout out Melody Henson. Shout out Chris Welch. Shout out to Zach Stelly. Yeah. Hey, we appreciate you guys. And listen, we need the good ideas. So message us on Facebook. Catch us at church, you know. um, And the people that we shouted out to, give us some good ideas. And look, I'm still waiting on somebody to intentionally message me, give me a good idea. And since you give me a good idea, I'm going to give you a good book. I'm telling you. And I I did it to... um, Matt Lewis, he shared one of yeah. our posts. Yeah. So uh, he was at my house one day and I said, you know what? I remember that post you shared. Here's <laughs> a book. And I gave him a book called, uh, it was by Brandon Burchard. It's called High Performance Habits. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And yeah. uh, funny thing, I didn't pay for it. <laughs> it's super It's super thick, dude. But it's, Brandon writes in, in this language that, man, his words are always so like, they're so colorful, man. You almost have to like look up what he's saying in a dictionary because you can't understand some of that stuff. He's very yeah. intellectual. Good information, man. And I and I can attest <laughs> to that because I couldn't put the book down. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. Um, so uh, we always kick this off with the quote. Uh, you want to say the quote today? You want to? No, you man. It sounds it? so I, much I better when it. you do it, man. I say all the time. Come on, no, Mike. Let me hear come you say on, it. Man. Okay. You say it so okay, much better. So Thomas Edison says, I have not failed. <laughs> I just found 10,000 ways not to do something. Not to do something. That's and right. we say all he needed was one, one more, more idea. idea. That's, That's all it. he needed. That's it. Because he he try, just kept trying. He's like, nope. It, and it's, it's perspective. That's really what it comes down to. What's your perspective? You're trying to just do the best that you can with what you have. And some people, um, they might fall short and they think because of that, wow, I'm failing. I need to go a different route. Yeah. That's well, not what we're saying today. We're saying all, all you might need to keep persisting is one more idea, and then boom, you break on through to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, you know, also my aha from that statement is uh, consistency, man. Um, it, it, it reminds me of this story I, I was reading. Uh, I don't remember which book it was, but it was from Joe Osteen, and he said he, he, he gave this scenario where he was hiking up a hill, in California, and there was this older gentleman that was walking down the hill, 
And Joel was, or, or this person, character, whoever might not have been Joel himself, but he was telling a story. He said that the older gentleman was walking down the hill, and this guy looked up and kind of grinned, like, oh, I guess this old guy can't make it, you know, to the top. He's, he's out of breath. He's, he's tired. And the old guy looks at him and says, hey, don't give up. You're almost at the top. And, and I thought about that a lot, uh, the duration of my life since I heard that or read that, because you never know what day your breakthrough is going to come. You never know if today's the day that that thing I've been wishing for, praying for, working hard for, you know, going to school for, whatever that is, what if today is the day and yesterday you gave up on it? So mm. consistency from that quote, to me, consistency. Now, the the thing is, is that, again, the reason why we're doing this show is to give you ideas because if you're doing something negative, the consistency is going to give you the same results that you've been getting. So you've got to kind of change it up if you're not getting the results that you want. But that, my aha from that quote that Michael says every single week is that you have to be consistent. You can't do something short-term and think you're going to get a life-changing uh, perspective from it. it. It just doesn't work. Man, so uh, let's see. We already did the shout-out to the listeners. <laughs> yeah. But we did the intro, and I'm excited. <laughs> Me because too. I know what time it is. Yeah, it's it's like when my dog starts to look at me, <laughs> and it does like I say, "You want a doggy snack?" and then it starts to do spins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's how I feel right now because idea yeah. blitz is like one of the funnest things we do, and I think you have some ideas that you brought to the table. I have I have a few ideas. Um, yes. And I know, I know you have some too. So I want you to throw one out there, man, and I'm just gonna piggyback off of what you're talking about today. Okay, so I was listening to the John Maxwell pod- podcast, mm-hmm. and he said that he was talking to uh, this lady at some point in time in his life. He said this was the biggest aha moment he ever had in his life. Wow. Okay, and I just want to interject real quick and say that he has a new book out. It's called The uh, First 100 Days um, and How to Change Your World. And it's, it's probably kind of the uh, vibe that I got is that it's, Similar to the style that he wrote, intentional living, mm-hmm. but it, he says, um, "I got the vibe that he this is like his life's work, <laughs> like one of his best oh, wow. books ever." And um, anyways, he said, "You know, this lady told him uh, she handed him an empty book, and he opened it, and um, he was like, well, why is this a great story? There's literally nothing in here.'" And she said, "That's the story of your life, and write it however you want." And he said that, like, and I might not have gotten the details 100% correct, but the idea here is that, you know, and you've said it a bunch before. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, um, you have the responsibility, nobody else, you can't, uh, and I know a lot of times we put blame on other people for while we're in the situations we're in, but, you know, uh, we talked about this before, I believe, but, you know, is life a lottery ticket or are there decisions that we can make to live the life that we want to live? Mm-hmm. You know, are there decisions that we can make at pivotal points in our life that can put us on the tra- trajectory of the direction we want to go? And, um, we can make the decision to do that yeah. and we can change our world and write the story uh, for our own life the way that we want it to play out. So well, that's you know, my idea for Blitz. Well, you know, in line in line with that, I'm just going to like uh, kind of add to that. You know, I used to play video games a lot when I was younger and, you know, I used to always, you know, I figured out these cheat codes, man. 
And, you know, some people still remember up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, A, B. You know, and that's a cheat code for every Nintendo game out there. But anyway, what I'm saying is that what it would do is it would give you unlimited lives and it would take away the challenges that the game, um, the, the creator of the game purposely installed in the game. You know, they designed it to have challenges and pitfalls. And the thing is, is that I've played it where I can't die. I played it where, you know, I conquer every level and to be honest with you, I thought that having it easy like that was going to bring me some sort of joy or success because I actually conquered the game. But I actually went back and conquered multiple games. We'll use Mario Brothers, for instance. I've conquered Mario Brothers from start to finish with no cheat codes. And I found that I gained more satisfaction out of the game with having the obstacles with having the opportunity to jump off a hill and cliff and die or have one of these plant things come out of a pipe and kill me. Believe it or not, with the obstacles and challenges that life presents, you actually, when you're done with this life, you're going to actually enjoy it more because you have learned things that you can't learn unless you're tested, unless you're in the fire. There, there are some things that the fire will teach you that water won't. Hmm. So here's... And this this is an idea and kind of an encouragement. Uh, it, and every day I have this sheet. I'll, I'll show you, Mike, that my wife made me. Yeah. And it's called the work planner. I like it. And because we were talking <laughs> about, she does daily planners, right? And uh, that's just not my style because it's like the entire year and all these dates and calendars and just days. And in my mind, I'm like, that's just, that's too much. I just want to be able to write a to-do list on a piece of paper, carry it with me for that day. And then I'm done. And then the next day I'll take that to-do list and transfer some of the items I didn't complete. So she said, Oh yeah. So, so basically you just need a detailed to-do list. So that's an idea blitz. And and I'm going to explain to you on here, I have made Mm -hmm. it how I want it to look priorities and that's about seven mm-hmm. the to-do list is like you know half of the page and then i have appointments two of those email and call and i do want to hit on that real quick because you, you shouldn't have 15 appointments you should i mean certain jobs have to have that you know and maybe like <laughs> you're a real estate agent so yeah. you, you your want jobs more liter- yeah. Yeah. yeah but for me you know I, i'm literally trying i have other things that i'm trying to do and I don't want to be driven completely only 100% by appointments with people, you know, because I have technical stuff with mm-hmm. my job that I have to do. Right. Um, and then some days, you know, maybe my to-do is to meet with, you know, 100 people or whatever. But right here I have a verse. So every day I have a scripture that's kind of like the scripture of the day. And then I have an encouragement that I give myself. And then I have an improvement. And when I first looked at this, I was like, okay how would I encourage myself? And I came up with this and I don't know, it it just, okay, I'm just going to say it. Walk slow, take your time and be productive. Mm -hmm. And I think so often we get caught up in this rush and it's like, we just, we can't even take a step back and think about what we're doing. It's like the next thing and the next thing. And it's just like stress and pressure. And, and, you know, so I told myself, walk slow and just maybe even take in my environment, you mm-hmm. know, just walk slow, think about what's going on. And then I think the last one is be productive, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, so that's one of my diblets. Well, you know, I'm going I'm to add to that. What I always suggest uh, people do is last week I said take a walk 
But there's something that I've I've done, and I actually need to do it again pretty soon. But what I used to do is go. Um, there's this event uh, center uh, downtown in Beaumont. And I mean, there's so many different places around Southeast Texas that you can do this, but I would go to this event center and, and there's a waterfall, man-made waterfall. There's like a playground. Um, there's always activity there. And what I would do is I would sit down and I would watch the ducks, you know, swim. I would listen to the kids in the background play. And man, I would just like really, really get deep, deep into thought. You know, it, it's, it's, I would put my phone down for a moment I would not focus on the problems, the concerns, the challenges. I would just sit there and just literally clear my head, man, and just think about, you know, these things that, you know, Michael's talking about. Um, what what can I be working on to, to get better? What are some things that I need to let go of? What are some things that I need to start doing more of? You know, uh, in one of the podcasts, we talked about that, you know. Uh, what, do, what do you enjoy doing the most and, and how can you do more of it? Um, are you wasting your time and how can you get a better, and, and this work planner that he has <clears throat> is a really good way to manage your time. And so my two ideas are find a way to manage your time more and take time out of your day or week or month. If you're extremely busy and do nothing, but sit down and, and, and give yourself some, some time to think about just digest, just slow down and and let the noise of the world kind of just uh, pause for just a moment, you know. So, those two things I think can really help you get some mental clarity. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's all I have for the idea blitz. Yeah, me too. Okay. So what what do we think <laughs> is the best idea? Well, honestly, man, I'm gonna give it to you, Michael. This work planner thing because I'm honestly not. I, I keep a schedule because I have to, but. The problem with the schedule is that sometimes I leave it behind. So it, I've tried the e-scheduling uh, on my phone, and it's not the same as having a piece of paper and actually writing down stuff. I, I'm a old school, like I have to write it down or else, mm -hmm. uh, even in my phone, my phone will remind me to do things, which I love. But most of the time when I'm more effective, I have a notepad, a sticky note. I have it written on my hand like I'm I'm more and this is going to sound really bad because this is this podcast is not meant to teach you to be um, to have really bad habits. But one of my bad habits is that I um, I'm organized in chaos, if, if you will, like when things are like look like they're not organized. That's when I know where things are the most. Now, my office is, is neat. My home is neat. My car is neat. But but as far as my organizational skills, those aren't as neat. Like I'll, I'll remember to call somebody, but the, the way I remember is like, maybe I have a sticky note, you know, somewhere where I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to see this eventually today. <laughs> and so, but I, but the work planner that he has that I love that he and Hannah use is very, very um, simple to use. And it's just, just sometimes those planners can be a little overbearing mm -hmm. and they have things in there that you really don't need. And, uh, this is just very practical is the best way I can say it. So for me, the best idea is, is the, is the work planner that you have in front of me. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if I agree. <laughs> I, I know personally. Well, yours is blank, so you might not agree, <laughs> man. I'm just saying. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> surprise here, but I've yet to do it for today <laughs> because I keep them at, at my workplace. But, uh, I just, as we were talking, I was like, man, I wish I would have already done that, you know, because now after we do this, I'm going to I'm going to fill it out. And, you know, but it's like now I'm behind kind of 
stumbling forward a little bit. That's and and I've made it such a habit. I've only been doing this for three days with this particular checklist, mm-hmm. you know, planner. Uh, and already it's a habit. And I'm like, okay, my day's run. I didn't do it. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's just that effective. And for me, um, I know a lot of people are like this. When you uh, lay out everything, all the things you have to do, then you can look at it and just think, okay, what what are the easiest things for me to do? And then I'll put a star by mm-hmm. all those. And then I'm like, okay, those are things I'm going to knock out real quick to get some momentum. Right. Right. And I think that brings us yeah. to the big idea. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, man, Michael and I have one thing that I I like is that, you know, randomly he'll call or text or and I'll do the same. And it'll be a conversation that is like very, very wholesome, I think is the best word to, to use, because we'll start talking, man. And it just kind of like I'll, I'm going to quote our other our other uh, Michael that's uh, probably somewhere in the building. But, uh, you know, we go down this rabbit trail or chase a rabbit is what he always says. And so we just start chasing a rabbit, man. And it like leads to all these different mm-hmm. ideas and thoughts. And actually, some of the content on the show comes from those conversations. And, and actually today. One of them came from a, a call that that we had maybe Monday or Tuesday, and what we were talking about was uh, inertia, which is Isaac Newton's law. He he came up with it, and it basically says that an object in motion, uh, or object that's not in motion, will stay that way, um, but an object in motion will remain in motion. And the thing is, I started thinking of a, of a locomotive, and man, I I was listening to a podcast from Darren Hardy. And he's the editor, was the editor of Success Magazine for years. And he wrote a book, uh, The Compound Effect, amazing book. And in that book, he said that if a, a locomotive, a train, if you if you ever seen a freight train in your life, they're very powerful machines. They're very big. They're very strong. But the funny thing about it is that he said that if you put, um, and I don't remember the measurement, but a block of wood in front of a train, in front of the wheel, if the train is not in motion, it's not going to move. Some people do that to vehicles too. They'll put a a block behind a car because if it's not in motion, the car is not going to move. But the funny thing is I was telling Michael, as we were starting to hit record on this podcast today, is that I was watching something on YouTube and it was uh, something about like uh, wrecks and disasters and trains that plow through cars. And I was like, Oh, let me see what's going on with this. And I clicked it. These same locomotives that Darren was saying you can put a piece of wood in front of the wheel and it won't won't move was plowing through cars like they were nothing, man. Plowing through 18-wheelers, which, I mean, on the road, we're next to 18-wheelers, and they're pretty massive. They were plowing through other trains. They were hitting at least head-on collisions, and they 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 you see the, the wreckage after the, the impact, and it, they, it looks like just metal that's just twisted up, man. The, the, what I'm saying is... The the same train that is in motion and is harmless can run through just about anything on earth and destroy it. So what is the what is the key component? And Michael mentioned it. And and our idea today is momentum. Momentum is the reason why this can happen. So if that can happen to a train, imagine what it can do in your life. And that's kind of like what I was getting at with the the to do list. Because I know 
Um, I, okay, let me let me say where that word started for me because that's that's why I threw it into the conversation is where it started. And mm-hmm. I was taking the Enneagram test. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, it's um, it starts with an E. E N N E A G R A M Enneagram. Yeah, I think that's how you spell it. Yeah. So there, there's an assessment that you can take, and it's a personality test, and um, these things are really accurate. There's nine different personalities and I keep taking it because I just want it to be as accurate as possible because it can help you with relationships. Mm-hmm. It can help you with personal development, um, motivation, and just kind of understanding who you are, why you do what you do. So anyways, I'm taking this test for like the 15th time, <laughs> mm-hmm. however many times. And um, one of the questions was, uh, do you struggle to get started and mm. have to uh, deal with inertia or something like that? Or do you struggle with uh, overworking and not knowing how to stop? Mm. And I was like, huh. But in that, those were the only two questions that are going to determine something with this test to put me in a certain area of personality. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there like, well... I know sometimes if I'm really working on something, I'm not going to stop until it's done Mm -hmm. Um, unless there's an outside force that's going to like, you know, uh, I'm working on, I'm recording a song and then I get a call. Oh my gosh, uh, Alice, my daughter is sick and we need to go to the hospital and just, she's throwing up. She wants, you know, okay, well that's an outside force. I'm going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to go. But had I not gotten that kind of call, I probably would have sat there all day. You yeah. Know? Sure. But then I know there's other times where I'm wiped and I need, I, there's still work that needs to get done. But it, I know if I sit down and don't stay in motion, I'm not going to get that work done. So sometimes I start out my work day and if I'm in that kind of mindset, and it's really cool that I'm starting to know this about myself, as we get older, we just figure stuff out that we didn't know, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't understand the idea of inertia. Yeah. So I want to go back to that <laughs> checklist. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I was like, you know what? I really think I need to start because I noticed what, what's working and what's not, you know, right. that question. Yeah. And I've always done that. Well, what's working, man, I really, really, really love to do lists mm-hmm. and I always just get a pen and pad. Like the more, you know, yellow the paper is, the better. Yeah. <laughs> because I know like, okay, this is just, it's it's a habit. It's a mindset. And yes, I sit down sure at the is. top of the page, I put to do and I underline it. And then I start writing. These are all the things I need to do. And then as I do them, I slash, you know, okay, that one's done. This one's done. This one's done. This one's done. And then I get motion. I get inertia. I start moving. I get things done. And now I'm ready to get up and get more stuff done. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, but if I don't sit down and start somewhere, and I think that's the idea of inertia, okay? Yes. If you have to start somewhere, if, if you don't like the direction that you're headed, the only way to change it is to have some kind of outside thing whether it's a checklist, whether it's a, a responsibility, whatever it is, you have to you have to do something. That's the biggest thing. You have to do something to get it going in a different direction. Right. So, Damn. and one last thing I want to throw out there: I was uh, listening to Michael Todd, mm-hmm. 
and he was talking about baptism Sunday for his, uh, his church is called transformation church. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he said, you know, the interesting thing about, um, what was he saying? Repenting. Yes. Is that you, you're turning away and you're going a different direction. Right. And he said, and here's the deal though. It's, it's three step, you know, you're turning away from what you were doing and now you're turning and you're, you can turn all these directions, okay? Right. But he said, you're turning to Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're turning away from your sin or whatever it was that you're doing. You're repenting. That's what repentance means. And you're turning towards Jesus. And then the third thing, um, I, I think it was to get baptized. I can't remember. <laughs> but oh, wow. You'll have to go watch it. But, uh, you know, in... Um, but anyways, that, that's the main thing that I'm trying to get here. You know, you have to turn away from a certain direction and to go a different direction, to head in that direction. So, yeah, what are some of your Ma'am. ideas on inertia, Mike? Man, so, so far, just what you said, I started thinking about, you said something that is, I never thought about, and it's profound. Like, um, part of the reason why these trains, I'm going to keep talking about that example of trains today, uh, one reason why they, they were wrecking, it was, it's so funny, man, this is going to be a pretty interesting statement I'm going to make, but sometimes the reason why they were wrecking was because other things were getting in the way. A car, they would cross the tracks, um, a, a, a truck or another train was approaching and they were, there was impact. But another reason why they were doing that was because what Michael said a minute ago is that you have to know when to stop. Hmm. Um, there's brakes on a train for a reason. There's brakes on a car for a reason. Because if you're going 10 all the time, I mean 100 miles an hour every single time you jump in a car, it's only a matter of time before something happens because there could be an obstacle on the road, there could be a car in front of you, or just your own you know, um, ambition can sometimes cause you to train wreck. Mm-hmm. No pun intended, you know. But uh, but the thing, the truth is, is that I think once you gain momentum and we'll give some ideas. I mean, he gave a great idea already. and I'll give one or two. But once you gain momentum, there's no other feeling like it in the world because it also breeds confidence. And the thing that people I feel need the most to get their word across, if they're selling products, if they're if they're ministering or witnessing to somebody, if they're just trying to introduce themselves and walk away with, you know, a a positive experience. Confidence is very, very key. But the problem is, is that without momentum, there, there won't be confidence. It's sort of like what we said last week, you can have, or the week before you can have excuses or results, but you can't have both. It's sort of like that with momentum and confidence. It's like they go hand in hand, but I, but I've never seen an, a very confident person without momentum. Think about it. Think of a confident person that you can just say, "I think this person is very confident." They're usually the first person up and the last person to go to bed, because they don't usually know when to stop. Because I'm that person, and I know you're that person. I, I just know Michael, and I am too. Like I walk into church, and this dude's the first one here, and then I, I like I'll drive by later, and his car's still here. So I know. his worth ethic but this podcast speaks to me because it's very important also when you know when to land the plane 
And it's not you don't you don't have to work 19 hours a day in order for results to come. It's it's if you can work purposefully in the hours that you dedicate to work and then purposely on the time you spend with family and purposely when you spend time in the gym. You shouldn't be answering your cell phone if you're working out. You shouldn't be dealing with problems if you're working out. And if you're with family, you also shouldn't be doing that either because you're not dedicating. You're not knowing when to stop that momentum. Take the momentum and and put it into whatever task is is assigned at that moment. That's why this work planner is so important because if you spend time, like I think about his example one time with the speakers. He was like, man, I can be in here like all day long working on these speakers. They are better. They probably will sound better than what I have. But is it worth me dedicating nine hours out of my day on these speakers? I mean, you have to know where to apply the momentum or else you can be applying it in something that's not going to give you the return that you need. That's good. Yeah, momentum is a huge thing in, uh, you know, (laughs) it's hard for me to think about the person that can't stop because I'm I'm the opposite end. Mm-hmm. I'm the person that can't start. Okay? And uh knowing that, you know, I I can if I know okay, this this is a weakness of mine and throughout the years I've gotten to where okay, you know, I, when push comes to shove, I can get myself to start, but when it's my responsibility and and it's just, you know, like I have to mow the grass, you know, what I rather sit here and watch TV on my day off or what I rather mow the grass. And right. sometimes, you know, I, I am in the mood to mow the grass, but then there's other days where it's like uh, the engine, I have to pump the primer a little bit, you know, so maybe I'll go outside and just <laughs> like trick myself, like go outside and do something that has nothing to do with it. But I'm outside and I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, let me just kind of touch the lawnmower, <laughs> you know, and just yeah. kind of, so, how, you know, and I think, <laughs> me and one of my best friends growing up he he would intentionally set the clock on his car um faster yeah yeah so that he always felt like he was late because he had to play a trick with his mind to <laughs> to be on time to work that's so he was true. like i'm gonna set that 10 minutes faster and i'm gonna forget as soon as i get in the car i'm just gonna forget uh you know so the idea here is for the for the person who's on the opposite end of the spectrum, you can't stop. You know, think about all of the. And I'm a hobby person. Mm-hmm. I have a billion hobbies. Mm-hmm. I know what I get out of those hobbies is so much like fulfillment, so much joy out of uh, like I said, walking slower and just kind of taking in the world. Maybe like because we're talking about ideas here, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Maybe the reason why you can't get breakthrough is because you're stuck in a rut doing the same thing you've always done. You yeah, know? of course. Just work, 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 work. We'll start trying to take a break. And then you see it in movies all the time, and I think there's a reason why they put this in movies. You know, these people, they have a problem, and they've been working, you know, 80% of the movie they've been working on it. And then I think this was in one of the Men in Black <laughs> movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, let's go get cheesecake. And Will Smith is like, Cheesecake? why are we going to get cheesecake? He's like, just let's go get cheesecake. Mm-hmm. And they can't figure out the problem, right? Well, they go, they're sitting there and Will's like, come on, we have a problem we have to fix. You know, we need to fix it. He's like, take a bite. <laughs> yeah. Take a bite of the cheesecake. Yeah. Stop thinking about it. Come on, get out, get out of that mindset. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden they're eating it and then boom, he has an idea. 
you know, and I believe life works the same way. It's like the law of diminishing return. You have, like Thomas Edison, you have to try something different, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to just keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Maybe it's time that you rest. Maybe it's time that you go on vacation. Maybe it's time that you, you know, call a friend and just talk. And, you know, I've made it such a habit that I do it all the time and I have to keep it in check, <laughs> Yeah, you know, because I'm always like, okay, I've been working on this project for six hours. I'm going to go take a coffee break and then all of a sudden i'm rabbit trailing oh well you know what i need to check on this too yeah oh man i'm gonna start writing on this book oh man i'm gonna yeah. <laughs> and i just kind of get crazy with it yeah and uh you know so how about you mike how do you well, are which side of the spectrum are you on well so i would say that i used to be the guy that uh, it it was somewhat difficult to start. I was I was just touching the lawnmower and just being outside type guy. You know, saying I I totally relate to what you're saying. Uh, I think that what happened for for me is that I um I started I, I started going through a lot of um, situations that I, okay. Well, let me back up and say this. I I think for me the number one thing that changed my whole perspective on this momentum word, okay, is that I realized and through through a lot of things that happened in my life recently, I've realized something that I believe that this show and any other podcast, um, you can sum it up in one one or two things. And this is what I my aha is this. If you don't have the time that you think that you have because you know, and this is not meant to be negative or morbid, but we're we, we if you live to be 110 years old, you're gonna look back on your life, and it still is not gonna seem like it's a long time. And I know this because I've talked to someone that's 100 years old, and they I had the honor to interview someone in a nursing home as a college thesis paper that I had to write, and it was one of the most impactful things that I ever did, because. It was a it was a situation where there's a there's a man that lived his entire life practically, and I asked him as a 22 year old college student, what are some things that you regret? What are some things that you are glad you did? What are some things that you can advise a early 20 year old guy that's just starting out his life? What are some things that you can share with me? And and the number one thing this guy was talking about had nothing to do with the money he made, had nothing to do with the riches that he's uh, accomplished or or he's um, put up in, in the bank or, you know, fancy cars or none of that. It all had to do with the relationships that he had, the regrets where he didn't spend enough time with his kids. He didn't spend enough time with loved ones because he was always focused on that the next big thing, the next, you know, venture, the next business arrangement, the next dollar per se. And, and I'm not saying it's not important, but this is part of stopping and starting and stopping is what we're talking about this momentum. But what, what that did for me and then having to go through numerous losses in my life, obviously it made me realize that you really don't have time to draw out the things that you want to do, because this literally could be my last conversation. You know, mm-hmm. it could be. I mean, I, I don't I don't think it is and I hope not, but it literally could be the last thing that I'm saying. And the thing is, is that what I always go back to is to think 
if you want to do something, you have to have a why. And that why is the momentum. Because because I talk to some people that say, you know, I just can't get out of bed. Well, then you don't have a big enough why. Because my why had me out of bed since 6 o'clock. You know, my why has had me exercising and doing what most people probably don't do in a whole day before noon. And I'm not bragging. I'm saying my momentum, I've learned how to grab that energy. Because here's the thing, and I'm, I'm going to not be long-winded when I say this. I just said I went through some tragedies that gave me momentum. I also have had some 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 victories that has given me momentum. Uh, you know, if you if you play sports and you win a game, how do you feel when you look at the scoreboard and your team is, is up six points if it's baseball? You know, two touchdowns if it's football. You know, how do you feel? You feel like, man, that feels great. Well, look, use that to propel you to a winning streak. Then use that to propel you to a divisional title. And then use that to propel you to the World Series or the Super Bowl. And then use that to win it. So momentum is one of those things that once you get a little bit of it, you can go along with that locomotive. When a locomotive starts moving, man, when it's when those wheels start turning, it gets to a point where you can't stop it. Yeah. And and so for me, I've used all the things that have happened to me, all the negative things, because momentum does not know that it's negative and it doesn't know that it's positive. It's how we, our human brain, interprets it. And if I use let tragedy say, you know what, I'm going to sit on a couch and do nothing because I'm hurting, then 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 that's that 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 can happen. That that really can. But you can also use negative issues and problems and negative relationships to turn the momentum around and say, I'm going to use this for fuel to propel me out of this situation. So that's kind of my you know direction that I take. I, I'm I'm not I'm. Not the guy anymore that struggles with the momentum. It's about applying it and and thinking and using these checklists that Michael has to 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 make sure I'm in the right direction with my momentum. That's pretty much my struggle, if you will, or my focus. I guess I'll call it that. Yeah, you know, this morning you talked about exercising. Uh, on my uh, in-between days, rest days, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. I'm going to run. And then some days I'm going to skateboard because that's something that I grew up doing and it's right. a sport for me. Yeah. Uh, so I was thinking today, I was like, why did I keep trying tricks growing up that I couldn't do? Because there was this certain trick, you know, I was going up, I was actually at the skate park and just kind of pumping the the primer, so to speak, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, and just getting warmed up and going through all the tricks that I know. And there was this one trick I haven't done in a while, a fakey kickflip. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't land it. And I kept trying it again and again and again. And part of me wanted to stop. Okay. But then there was this other part of me that remembered, wow, when I was growing up and I'd hit a wall like this with skateboarding, I'd just keep going. And going and try it again and again and again and again. And I tried to pinpoint, why was that? And then I remembered, you know, uh, you might not know this, Mike, but I had a really rough upbringing, mm-hmm. you know. And I remembered that the reason why I went out to skateboard in the first place was to get away from my home life. Mm-hmm. And I was out there and I had that thought of like, whatever had just happened back at the home. And I'm like thinking about, okay, I want to try this trick. But then I have that thought of that thing. And I'm like, oh, I'm so upset about that. <clears throat> I'm going to try this trick again. 
And then I would remember that thing, you know, and maybe it's, I don't know, let's say for lack of better examples, um, my mom yelling at me to do the dishes or something. And I'm not saying that happened, mom, if you're listening, I love you, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm just saying like, maybe that really ticked me off. Right. Maybe there's a better way that I could have been spoken to in certain situations. Yeah, sure. And, um, you know, uh, whether it's like with my dad, stepdad, mom, stepmom, any, any situation it was just, you know, so I'm right there on the skateboard and I'm just ticked, mm-hmm. you know, whatever had happened. And instead of trying to find some drugs, I'm sitting there on the skateboard, you know, doing this trick and I'm like, I can't land it. Man, I'm gonna try it again. Boom, and then the skateboard hits my leg and it hurts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna try it again. Boom, and then I'm so upset at my home and boom, I just keep doing it again and again and again. And then boom, I land it. And there's this satisfaction that happens of you know I did that, and I took something that was negative mm-hmm. and I made it positive. Yeah. And now I'm gonna go show my friends. And now it's it's kind of like the Louis Louis Zamperini, yeah. You know, uh, moment of pain for a lifetime of glory. Now I have this lifetime of glory. I can do that trick. I can show people, and they're impressed. And then they're like, "Wow!" And then I get like some applause, and and I touch somebody and make an impact in their life and inspire them. And they're like, "Wow! I want to skateboard. I, I want to push myself to do something. Maybe I'm gonna be an artist. You know." So, you know, the things that that we drive ourselves to do. It's it, it's going to leave, you know, a footprint in this world. Yeah. And I think, it, you know, kind of like you're saying, um, you know, what motivates you to get that locomotive going? And, and you know, um, it, is there a tragedy that's that's happening? Well, why don't you load up where all the coal stuff goes on the furnace of the train, mm-hmm. man, and just shovel that in and set it on fire and let that thing going uh, get going because there's going to be things that are going to block you. Yeah. But you got to push past the blocks, and the only way to push past those blocks is to have some momentum underneath you. And, you know, uh, I had this thought earlier, I was talking to a friend about starting a business mm-hmm. and, uh, he's a sales guy Yeah. and he was like, you know what I do with sales? And he's cleared probably over a hundred thousand pushing a 200,000 profit mm-hmm. that he has this year right. already, right. <laughs> you know? And, uh, he's like, you know what I do, Mike, I have a goal that, and he reaches out his hand as high as he can mm-hmm. on his tippy toes. And he, and he, I don't know why I said it like that, tiptoes. <laughs> yeah. And he's reaching up towards the ceiling and he's like, okay, see where my hand is right at the tip, right at the point. He says, okay, I want a goal that's maybe about a foot past that, that, okay, I can reach it. It's just, you know, it's, it's not like so easy that I can just grab it. Yeah. Right. It's just a little bit past where I know in keyword, I know I can get that. I can see it. It's right there. Okay, and with my work planner, you know, when I write stuff down, those are things. There's things on there that I know I can do like instantly, Mm -hmm. and then there's things that I know are going to take some mental energy Mm -hmm. and going to be a little bit harder. Maybe take a week, maybe take a year, you know. But you got to know the levels of goals. Okay, and here's what starts to happen with goals. Okay, you have those things and keep getting those things that you know have like five things you know boom i can do this boom uh write it down mark it mark uh draw a line through it you know have another one write it down draw a line through it and as you keep doing that you have that big goal right and talk to people who are doing that big goal Mm -hmm. you know start hanging out with them 
And then what begins to happen, eventually you tackle that big goal because you have the momentum and you <clears> now <throat> position yourself and set yourself up to go in that direction. And then, like you said earlier, nothing is going to stop you yeah. because well, you have the momentum. I'm going to add, let me jump in right there and say this, man. I was watching this program and uh, it was on uh, Discovery or uh, something like uh, National Geographic. Well, anyway, it was about these guys that were drilling um, this, this I don't know, I guess it was an oil well maybe. I mean, it was something, it looked like a, a well. And the, they interviewed this guy, and this this is crazy because he really didn't know what he was really saying. But he said, <clears throat> he said, you know, the lady was asking, how do, how do you go about drilling this deep into the earth? And how long does it take? <clears throat> and what's the benefits once you get to the bottom and things like that? You know, just she was inquiring. And he said, well, you know, the number one thing to drilling and getting where you want to get the depth is you put the drill bit on and you and you you go at it. And he said, you have to be consistent. He said, because the time that it takes the drill to, to rev up, and if you stop, you have to go all the way back to one, mm. start it again. And it's it's so funny because let me tell you, man, I'm going to even go, uh, I'm going to use this for the ladies out there listening. Like I when I cook, I use a pressure cooker. Have you ever used a pressure cooker? Oh, I got one. Okay. So you know yeah, what? Buddy. Listen to this. <laughs> Check this out. Okay, what happens if, let's say you stop it right before it gets to the time. Let's say 14 minutes. You let the air out and you release it. And then let's say you want to go five more minutes. Don't you have to run, warm it up again and it mm -hmm. has to go through the whole process of pressurizing before it's ready? It beeps and then now the time starts clicking. This reminded me so much of what this, this oil guy was saying because he said, you have to start the drill all over again you have to start the pressure cooker over again before it gains the momentum to where it needs to be to actually cook the food or to where the drill actually starts to penetrate the hard rock or mm. whatever's below it. So I think what you have to also do with momentum is keep it going. Like don't, don't keep taking too many breaks because you have to start that momentum back up again. You have to get the, the, the psych yourself up or get the energy. So sometimes, not all the times, but if you are doing a task and there's not an event that comes up, like Michael was saying, that takes your focus off of it, see it through because the feeling and satisfaction he got from actually doing these tricks and like nailing it, there, uh, a feeling of accomplishment is, is another piece of ammunition or fuel if you will that can propel you add more momentum to you that could propel you to the next level because if you taste if you taste triumph one or two times you want more of it and yeah. and and you get tired of the defeat and the tragedy of failing because again he was just saying he kept he wasn't able to land it when he finally did it gave him something when i finally did things that i was like man this took forever for me to finally get to but i'm here now the sense of accomplishment has propelled me to other heights that I didn't think I would be able to get to because at one point I was that guy on the couch. I was that guy that laid in the bed till 11 o'clock and didn't get started till noon, noonish. I was that guy at one point. What changed it was that I saw where I was going and the accomplishments I was getting being that guy. And some things have happened in my life that made me realize I don't have the time. I don't have tomorrow per se do what you need to do today because you're not guaranteed and that gave me a little bit of momentum and here's the last point i want to make when you do have those small victories when you do land a trick that you were like wow this took forever 
celebrate the small victories because accomplishments are meant to be celebrated. That's a victory. That's something that not everybody can do. And now you've just put yourself in a category of success. You put yourself in a category of a doer, of an accomplisher. And so you should look at yourself and pat yourself on the back and celebrate it, whether it's an ice cream, whether it's, you know, I'm going to give myself an hour tonight to just watch TV and do nothing else because I earned it. Give yourself something because, believe it or not, we expect rewards. I mean, don't let your don't let your employees, if you're a, if you're a supervisor, tell you, I don't care about accolades. I just want to make money. No, they want to be recognized. Don't ever let somebody. It's just like if your girlfriend or your wife says, don't worry about a gift on Valentine's Day. Try going home without a gift and see what happens. So it's the same thing. We all need so that <laughs> that accolade. We all need that. Great job, Michael. You did an awesome job, man. You nailed that. We all need that pat on the back, man, regardless of what we think or say. Yeah, and this this is my last point here. Um, you know, I, I can't pinpoint when this started, but, you know, my, fresh, my emotions and my frustrations and just at, at some point in time in my life, I was able to take my emotions and I, I made a decision. Mm-hmm. I was like, either I'm going to do what everybody does when they experience tragedy catastrophe or chaos or whatever the negative emotions right or negative situations that cause negative emotions okay i can do one of two things like you said i can sit on the couch and um complain uh you know and do what my mind and most everybody's mind i I deserve to sit on this couch because this happened to me i'm upset i deserve to do nothing because this happened to me and I'm sad. I deserve to be mean to everybody around me because this negative situation happened to me and I have negative emotions. So this is what I'm supposed to do. Well, what if, okay, um, you had a different choice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and I, I want to empower some people out there listening to this. Okay. And it, it it's most likely God that gave me this, you know, the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, um, mm-hmm. or maybe I read it, or maybe I saw an inspirational documentary of somebody. Mm-hmm. What if you can take that tragedy and use it, like we said, as fuel? Okay, so you have a decision. Okay, negative situation coming at me. Uh, now I'm experiencing negative emotion. Yeah. Um. So now there's a choice. I can do what makes the most logical sense probably is to be upset and let the whole world know that I'm upset. Right. Or I can do what doesn't make logical sense. And a lot of people don't do, I can do something productive. I can do something positive. So let's say negative situation happens. Um, my car blows up and I'm not in it. It just, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the worst possible (laughs) thing. Um, somebody comes out of nowhere and smashes into my car and totals it. And I'm not in it. Uh, well I can be upset all day or I can go mow my lawn and just give it everything that I've got. Or or go to the gym, man. Like throw throw some weight around. Like it really helps. Go to the gym and, and just have the best workout of my life. And yeah, I'm upset, but man, I'm going to pump just a little bit harder now, you know, and just really, oh, they have punching bags. I'm going to go do some punching bags. Yeah. 
you know, uh, or you're a runner. Okay, so I'm going to go run yeah. today. Yeah. Find something to do that's positive. Wow, that's... You that's, know, something, anything. I don't care yeah, what it great. is. Anything. Uh, is washing the dishes positive? Yes. Is cleaning the house positive? Yes. Clean the entire house. Is going to the gym positive? Yes. Is cleaning your hello married people spouse's uh, bedside table or room or, you know, putting up their dishes or, mm-hmm. you know, cleaning up maybe a mess that they left. Is that positive? Yes. Do anything that you can that's positive, that's going to be productive. You know, maybe you can get ahead for work. Do that. And channel keyword channel that negative emotion from that negative situation. Okay. And I'm not saying you're not allowed to feel that. I'm just saying, do something with it. Do something with it. Hey, also, let me just interject, man. Something came to mind. Listen, if you are, um, if you're directing your momentum in a direction, whether it's even people or whether it's a job or something, and and you're you're not feeling any um, uplifting, encouraging, anything added to your momentum from directing it, don't be afraid to change the lane. Don't be afraid to shift your momentum in in another direction, and 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 obviously knowing where to go. I mean. You know, as a believer, you know, I pray. But if if you're just like I have, you know, mentors, then run it by your mentor. Like, hey, I'm putting all my energy into this. And every time I do it, I'm hitting the wall and I'm not filling it back. I'm not I'm not being uplifted. I'm not being I always say at value that's been added to you by an employer or someone that you're maybe in a relationship with, whether it's business or personal. Don't be afraid to take that momentum and and redirect it like michael just said like if you're if you're if you're feeling anger then maybe you should go give someone a hug you know maybe you should just you know eat the coal or bite the bullet per se and just go do it just do something that is out of your norm that you normally wouldn't do you i I normally would be mad and stay on the couch all day long well why don't you try to instead of do that so you know what? I'm gonna go to McDonald's and I'm gonna buy a hamburger or a cup of coffee for somebody just to just mm-hmm. to see how that makes me feel. And it you're gonna notice that your momentum is gonna start shifting from being selfish, because that's what you are when you're doing that, to being a giver. Which in all reality, if you want to experiment or experience some some top notch momentum, man, do something nice for somebody. Go pay their light bill and see what that does for your momentum, man. If you if you really want my tip or tool, if somebody's sitting out there listening now saying, I just can't get started, do something for somebody else and see how that starts you on a path to begin to see some momentum change in your life. It really does work. Yeah, that's good. So I think that closes us out. Yeah. Uh, you know, Albert Einstein says uh, we can't change our problems with the same thinking we use when we created them. So it, it takes us thinking outside the box, thinking, you know, changing our thought patterns. And um, I, I love this momentum idea. You know, we have our thoughts carrying us in a certain momentum, a certain direction, and there's momentum behind that. Well, let's stop that if we don't like it and uh, change our thinking and then we can change our life and that's Absolutely. what this podcast is all about Absolutely. change your thinking change your life get some ideas um 
or maybe keep your thinking and just get some ideas. So we hope that today you guys have been, your life has been enriched and kind of like you said, uh, wholesome. Yeah. I I feel like we had some wholesome ideas and conversations and kind of like comfort food for for your soul. So you guys have a great day. Come back to us. Yep. And thanks again for listening to the One More Idea podcast. Thanks, everyone.